doing a little research here. You know, my hallmark is accuracy. There we go. Okay, so uh, a little earlier we were talking to Marshall about uh, Yosemite Park. Some pronounce it Yosemite. Um, and and the, the uh, one of the most popular destinations in America, isn't it? Uh, it is actually. That's uh, precisely what I was looking up. The most visited national parks. I drove right by the gateway to that uh, the other day on vacation, driving all around the uh, Western United States. And man, there was a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. Let's see. Yosemite. Oh wow, I'm surprised by that. Uh, Yosemite actually gets fewer visitors than uh, Zion uh, National Park in Utah. Uh, well, it actually spans Utah and Nevada and Arizona, I think. But uh, Grand Canyon, I think, is the tops. Nope, the Great Smoky Mountains are a national park. I didn't know that. Uh, Where yeah, are those? That's number one. They're mountains uh, in the Tennessee, east. Tennessee, so they cover like five states. Yeah, and you just, you, I mean, does it mean by people who drive through there getting from one state to another? You stop and get you ice-cold RC Cola? Does that count as visiting? I don't know. Well, right. let's not get hung up on it. But anyway, uh, Yosemite gets a hell of a lot of visitors. And they uh, they had these uh, traditional places, the Iwani Hotel and Curry Village, where, where you could camp with your... Mm-hmm. And the Iwani changed... Hotel, I've stayed there. They Oh, excellent. Years uh, ago, many I, years ago, like I 20 years ago. By, I walked around the lobby once. Fascinating. Uh, but anyway, so they swapped out the, the, the concessionaires there at the park. They opened up the bidding after contract ended. They got new concessionaires. The old concessionaires said, hey, we own those names. You can't call that hotel the Iwani Hotel. We own that name. And so they changed it to, I don't know, the Yosemite Hotel. I can't Super remember. <laughs> it was something perfectly reasonable, and they changed uh, Curry Village to Half Dome Village. Well, good news, everybody. That dispute has finally been settled, and the federal government is paying, I think it's $3.5 million, and the new concessionaire is paying $8-plus million to buy the those old names now and use them again. Now, I've been to Yosemite. It's stunning. It's breathtaking. It's overly crowded, but... Uh, why in the world would you spend $14, $15 million to have the Iwani Hotel be the Iwani Hotel? Taxpayer money. Call it, right, well, the, the, the concessionaire decided, right, $3.5 million. Call it the Yosemite Hotel, or the holy crap, this is beautiful hotel, or whatever you want. But I just, I don't get, uh, and I heard some park guys, well, uh, traditional names are back. And Does anybody really care? And if you care, what's the matter with you? Call it whatever you want. Call it the don't feed the bears in. It's right. fine. Steph Curry Village. Who cares? So how much do I even want to set up this story before I get into the, the, the numbers on this? Oh, I thought of a, a good upping the ante for the fake Area 51 story. Mm-hmm. You want everybody to take it to the wall. As long as we're all pretending that this is a real story storming Area 51. I say the Air Force puts out pictures of uh, of men, hundreds of men, lining the perimeter, armed with flamethrowers. Perfect. That'll give me an ability to see what the guards are wearing. That way, we can all dress as the guards. They won't know who to shoot, <laughs> right? And then we right. get in there, we get all the technology, and then we steal the alien out. bones. Yeah, and we have an update on that coming up, so stay okay. tuned. The storming of Area 51. Yeah, please. So... <laughs> If you watch cable news, and God help you if you do. <laughs> what's, speaking of what's the matter with you. What is wrong with you? Why can don't you I, go march on the Iwani Hotel and protest the new name? Can I buy some of your time? Because you're wasting yours. Yeah. I and t- I believe it is uh, immoral to waste the few moments you have on, on Earth watching cable news, which has been talking about one story for 48 hours. And that's the squad and the back and forth between them and Trump. If you're into it. Fine. 
Go take in as much of it as you want. I ain't talking about it. <laughs> God. I know. It's amazing. It is the only story CNN is covering. But anyway, it's interesting uh, from the standpoint of how important they actually are. So yesterday, part of the whole back and forth included the squad stepping up to a microphone and doing a big statement. And CNN and MSNBC covered it in its entirety. Broke away from regular programming, covered it in its entirety. These four young congresswomen that Trump is in a battle with. And they're actually in a battle with Nancy Pelosi, if you were following that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but They called her racist last week. Yeah. Well, inferred it. Uh, implied it. But MSNBC and CNN broke away. Full coverage during the day to cover that. I guarantee you Nancy Pelosi hated that. Trump caused that. Yes. Trump allowed uh, caused that to happen. That was exactly what he wanted to happen. Yes, continue to elevate these four radicals. If he could have scripted it the way that like his 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 dream goal for the day would have been CNN and MSNBC cutting away from programming and elevating these four as to being whatever they are. Right. Which is pretty interesting because that's what he wants to do. He wants them to look like what Democrats are. Well, Axios was out with this story um, yesterday. It was pretty interesting. One of the most interesting parts is the first sentence. Top Democrats are circulating a poll. This was leaked out to media by top Democrats who want this information out there. Okay, And it's not favorable to the squad, this information. That one of the House's most progressive members... AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, has become a definitional face for the party with a crucial group of swing voters. That's some fancy talk. That means when they think of Democrats, they think AOC. If all voters hear about is AOC, and and for the last couple of days, that's all you've heard about. Right. Uh, And I tell you, well, I realize she's at the top of the list, but Ilhan Omar, that Rashida Tlaib gal, those are some objectionable human beings. You've called them the Jihad Squad? I have. I regret it. No, I don't. Jihadism. If all That's right, Mitt. If all voters hear about is AOC, it could put the House majority at risk, said a top Democrat who is involved in 2020 congressional races wow. to Axios. Wow. She's getting all the news and defining everyone else's races. So there's a top Democrat involved in trying to get Democrats elected across the country who thinks the majority might be at risk, let alone, uh, you know, individual races. Wow. This poll taken um, a couple of weeks ago about AOC and the three other liberal House freshmen known as the Squad included 1,003 likely general election voters who are white and have two years or less of college education, which is seen as the crucial voted for Obama, then voted for Trump. We need to get them crowd. No college degree white folks. Right. Okay, got it. Uh, The findings were... AOC was recognized by 74% of those people. 22% had a favorable view. For uh, Representative Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, another member of the squad, she was recognized by over half. 9% had a favorable view. Oh, man. I like how in Hexios they say, not a typo. Yeah. 9% <laughs> favorable. Yeah. Um. That that is that's absolutely something that that they're concerned about. Well, Ilhan Omar ran from a heavily Somali immigrant district in uh, Minneapolis, and and I tell you what, folks, the more you learn about her, the less you like her attitude. What does it mean that Democratic operatives leaked that information out to get that information out? We're circulating it. Well, they're desperate to counter the Trump narrative, which is. 
You want to know who Democrats are? It's those four gals right there. That's your Democrat Party. And the people who run the Democratic Party are, are terrified by that notion. I'm going to say something incredibly over the top that is really not something a president should say. That doesn't help our discourse at all, but it is going to cause cable news and a lot of the other more mainstream media to talk about this for days. Right. As if they are the only four women that matter. Right. And yeah, and Nancy knows that, too. Yeah. Nancy might even have... Nancy Pelosi might even at some point yesterday said... That was a pretty clever move by old Donald J. Because <laughs> she understands the game that's going on completely. Right, right. Well, what was interesting was, and I'm not sure if we have this clip. Uh, Sean, tell me if we do. Uh, it was uh, one of the gals up there said, uh, we can't be constantly jumping at his bait. Right, I thought that was hilarious. Right, but we need to impeach him immediately for the things he said. So, yeah, that, it, it was funny. They wanted it both ways, right. but we, I get it. We can't let him be our puppet masters, she said to the cameras of CNN and MSNBC as they covered their press conference in total. Oh, you know what was really interesting was I saw a uh, reporter following Rashida. No, it wasn't. It was uh, Ilhan Omar, the gal from uh, the Somali gal, uh, following her through the Capitol, asking her, will you condemn the terrorist attack by Antifa? In Washington State, will you condemn it? She was tight-lipped. It's a terrorist attack. Will you condemn that attack? Tight-lipped. Wouldn't answer. Just looked away. Kept walking. We haven't talked much about that. This old uh, lunatic, idiot, violent fascist who claims to be an anti-fascist shows up with the very sort of weapon the left wants banned and is going to shoot up an immigration facility, throw some firebombs, get shot down by the authorities. It's clearly a terrorist attack, but it's from the left, so the media hasn't reported it. You probably haven't heard about it, but you know, what are you going to do? So last week when Nancy Pelosi was having her battle with AOC and they were in a bit of a Twitter battle, they haven't spoken to each other since early in the year. Mm. And AOC believes, I thought this was pretty interesting, another clever move from Nancy Pelosi who uh, should not be uh, underestimated. No. Um AOC said, I think she put me on these committees to keep me busy because she's just she she got put on these committees where you're just drowned in stuff to read and work to do. Oh, boy. And wouldn't let her on the climate change committee and the committees she wanted on. And that's why they haven't spoken since early in the year. But Nancy put her on these committees that just, you know, consume you and you've got no time to do anything. Wow. And AOC said, I think she put her on these on me, me on these committees to keep me so busy that I couldn't do anything. Wow. And then Nancy Pelosi said, you've got 4 million Twitter followers, but you got four votes the other day. Um, so, right. so Nancy, fairly successfully last week, I think, the media narrative was major split in the Democratic Party. That's, what's the, that's what Nancy wanted, that narrative. I'm not with her. We're a different thing. There's right. a split. Right. And Trump has brought them all back together. Yeah. With yeah. his over-the-top rhetoric. Yeah. It's wow. something. That's an wow. interesting game. That's some high-stakes yeah. poker going on right there. So uh, the next thing we have for you is simultaneously terrifying. I mean, like, physically terrifying. It's incredibly troubling. And it's the best band name ever offered up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. In moments, we'll explain Alabama Meth Gators. Mm-hmm. Meth-crazed gators terrorizing the south of this beautiful country. Do not dare set foot south of the Mason-Dixon line before you hear this. Armstrong and Getty.
more than a million people, I don't know if you saw this, have signed up on Facebook with the intention of storming Area 51. This is the military facility <laughs> in the Nevada desert where many believe UFOs and evidence of alien life is kept. The event is called Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us. <laughs> Maybe not, but they can stop some of you. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, we were joking earlier about how Everybody knows that what this is. Right. The people on Facebook are pretending. <clears throat> the Air Force is pretending. And then the media reports it. Pretending that there's something to be I guess. reported Anyway, on. Sean just showed me one of the videos of some of the training videos around there. There was a guy jogging in place and then running. And then a guy dresses an alien and he runs it and the alien hops on his back. And then it carries him back across the line. <laughs> so it's preparing for running in. Right. Capturing the aliens and then bringing them back out. All right. That's the correct spirit. <laughs> that is hilarious. Can we post that at armstrongandgetty.com at some point? Yeah, Sean will yeah. send a link along. That's fabulous. Okay, we'll call, talk about the statistic later in the hour. One-fifth of millennials expect to be financially reliant on their parents into their 30s. Wait a minute. One, Hang on now. One-fifth. Let me write a brief text to my children. Just a reminder. So more on that coming up. Oh, boy. So authorities in the South. It's funny. I I first saw this story out of Alabama, but um, and that works better for a a band name, Alabama Meth Gators, as opposed to uh, Tennessee Meth Gators. But now Tennessee is urging residents not to flush drugs down the toilet, citing fears that wildlife might consume them and exhibit unnatural behaviors. Can you imagine an alligator... With the crazed behavior and the lack of regard for life of the tweaker. Well, I'm, they're, yeah. they're kind of already yeah. there. <laughs> I'm not sure alligators have a lot of concern for life as it is. Right, exactly. You know, I'm going to chew up this pig, but I feel bad that I have to. <laughs> Said no gator ever. Who flushes meth down the toilet? Why do you do that? <laughs> I, I don't know, because the cops are banging on the door? But it turns out it was just a cat roaming across your front yard and you were paranoid out of your gourd. Right, exactly. Uh, ducks, geese, and other fowl frequent our treatment ponds, and we shudder to think what one all hyped up on meth would do, said the Loretto, Tennessee Police Department. Furthermore, it, if it made it far enough, we could create meth gators in Shoal Creek and the Tennessee River down North Alabama. There you go. There's your Alabama meth gators. Uh, <laughs> this should be the new mascot for a university down there, one uh, tweeter said. <laughs> Think of how terrifying it would be to play the South Alabama meth gators. <laughs> At least like a minor league ball club or something. Yeah, oh, come yes. On. That's such a double-A baseball name. Oh, yeah. Like my favorite uh, team, the San Antonio Sod Poodles. Or the, the Trash Pandas versus the Meth Gators. <laughs> right. Exa- trash Pandas. That's pretty good, too. Uh, and, and Jack, you're right. It does sound like a Jason Isbell side project for those of us into that sort of music. Uh, very good. Oh, I saw a great band the other day, American Mile. Kind of got that twangy, gritty, is it country, is it rock, is it blues thing going on? Mm, like that band. What are Looking labels on. for, Joe? Uh, soup cans. That's right. Good luck for them. Finding that niche in the modern world. Well, Same as what we were talking about with TV. You better do it because you love it. Yeah, you, you better be doing it because you enjoy it. And you can when you're in your 20s. You can't when you're in 30s <laughs> unless you're still dependent on your parents, which one-fifth of millennials expect to be. We'll have that story coming up for you later this Jack, hour. Jack, back to the drugged-up animal desk. You may recall last <laughs> month that Alabama authorities arrested a man who allegedly fed meth to a pet squirrel he named D's Nuts. <laughs> 
and trained it to attack people. This is real. Authorities say they could not conduct a drug test on a squirrel, however, as they did not know how. Then they mentioned a jungle python in Australia that had absorbed meth through its skin in a lab. Hmm. And the python did behave more aggressively and erratically. According to the scientists. Do not do the meth, people. Alabama meth gators. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got the beginning of a week of remembering one of mankind's greatest achievements. Joe Biden taking a shot at some fellow Democrats. Yeah, I, I thought this was interesting. And he looks old, man. And we got more and more positive news about battling Alzheimer's. We'll get into all those coming up. Joe Biden ought to stay tuned. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's just looking frail and old. You know, it doesn't make him a bad guy, but... Well, he is really, really old. Yeah, yeah. No chance. You still don't think so, huh? No, no, no. Both feet in the grave and one knee. If I had to put money on a candidate, I'd still put it on Joe Biden. Nope. Forget it. Take it from me. No way. Uh, Marshall's News coming up next, and then that millennial story that, yeah. We just got a text. IHOP has 58 cent short stacks of pancakes for some reason. What? So I know what I'm doing for dinner. That's funny. I was very proud of myself not getting lured into the whole Amazon Prime Day. I was ignoring it. I was, if I wanted something, I would buy it. If you're not going to create need in me and sucker me out of my money. Right. And then I came across a Wired article. Top five deals right now. Amazon Prime Day and... I just texted my wife, hey, take a look at this. Hey, you see that? It's pretty, pretty good. It's that Instant <laughs> yeah. Pot everybody's yeah. talking about. You know the Instant Pot? No. Oh, it's a, it's a It's a, uh, an upgrade to the Crock Pot. Yeah. Oh, what? Way to undersell it. It's a pr- programmable pressure cooker. Rice steamer. Slow cooker, rice cooker, yeah. steamer, saute, yogurt yep. maker, and warmer. Yep. All in one. You can't afford not to buy. Yogurt wow. maker yep. sounds like an insult. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, yogurt maker. Yeah, so you're lured in by these contraptions. 58 cent short stack at IHOPs with got my attention. You're a simple man. Yeah. Uh, news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, one of mankind's greatest achievements launched 50 years ago today when the Apollo 11 mission blasted off from Cape Canaveral bound for the moon. I wonder but- what they thought their chances were. I don't think I've ever heard that. What did they think their chances were of returning alive? Did they think it m- most likely they wouldn't? Or had they gone through enough of the stuff and all the training to think, yeah, I think this will work? Yeah, I think that's why you would sign up. Uh, you thought there was at least a darn good chance. A test pilot's chance. Right. You know, I just... Uh, that's we, true. They yeah. spend their whole lives as yeah. test pilots. You kind of do that all the time. Right. We uh, opened the show with a couple of quotes from Buzz Aldrin, and uh, and this may be my favorite one. And for some reason, he he issued it in Latin, and I had to translate it. But he's one of the astronauts who went to the moon fifty years ago today. Yeah, you're an ignoramus. Yeah. No, you're American heroes. <laughs> Allegedly, Sean <laughs> But anyway, uh, here's the English translation of what he said. Going to the moon and coming back is not as challenging as returning to Earth and having to deal with humanity. Hmm. Oof. Oof. Today, you know, I can see how you'd get back from the moon and think, you know, raising kids is harder than this. Yeah, well... uh, There's an answer to a math equation. (laughs) Well, right, but you achieve something technically, uh, you know, an act of enormous courage and imagination, the rest of it. You come back to Earth and people are just being stupid. 
stupid and petty and mean and selfish and the rest of it. Mm. It's like why a lot of guys who come back from war have a hard time getting back into the, the rhythm of regular life is because they're so much stupid. <laughs> Movie that came out last year, First Man, does a beautiful job of displaying the lack of technology available at the time when we were attempting this insane uh, adventure. Right. right. Pencils and paper and yep. slide rules and, and calculators and the rest of it. It's amazing. But how but, much... Uh, I, I'm, we're ruining Marshall trying to tell us what happened 50 years ago today. How much time would we spent on the composition of... You can't have three white men, obviously. Right, right. So how much time would be spent oh, yeah. on that? And we really on need that to alone. do an environmental review that of alone. launch pad... Yeah. Right. Back to you, Marshall. I was just going to say, today the Apollo 11 crew members are surviving ones, Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins, reuniting at the Kennedy Space Center. Collins, recalling that being an astronaut wasn't all that uh, glamorous at first. Three years of living in dingy motels in strange places, trying to learn uh, new things like once again. And um, I didn't find that uh, too rosy a, a future. Meanwhile, Saturday... That's why you didn't get to walk on the moon. Wow. That attitude. Wow. (laughs) Hey, now. Saturday does mark the 50th anniversary of Neil Armstrong's boots on the moon. Jack's uncle. Joe Biden unveiled his very own health care plan and is proposing massive new subsidies to make health coverage through Obamacare exchanges cheaper, as well as a new public option that would allow people to buy into a program similar to Medicare. I understand the appeal oh, go ahead, Joe. of Sorry. Medicare for all, but folks supporting it should be clear that it means getting rid of Obamacare, and I'm not for that. Will he have the guts to say that out loud on the debate stage? I, th- I think he will. I mean, that was an official campaign yeah. video, and I thought his argument was really sound. Sure, he should have said that on the debate stage last time, though, instead of kind of half-raising his hand with the private insurance has got to go away, health care for illegals, crap. Right. I thought one of the reasons that he was going to get it is he was going to appeal to that more than 50% of Democrats that don't agree with all this crazy stuff. Right. Right. The but only he didn't reason... have the guts to say it out loud on the stage. Exactly. The only reason I disagree with you, because on paper you're absolutely right, is Joe Biden is terrible at running for president. He's just not good at it. And... And listen, I say this with all due respect to to elder Americans and, just, you know, I, I, I make jokes, but I have a great deal of respect for our seasoned citizens. Joe looks very, very old. Come on. There's... He looks like a guy who is looking back and, and, and considering his life because there ain't much left of it. There's such thing as too old. That's yes, fine. And, yeah. you know, if you're offended by that, I'm sorry. Now you're there, scratching my itch. There is such thing as too old. He would be older going into office right. than Reagan was when he left office. Right. That is astounding. So you just want to go around to retirement communities and round old people up and execute them or what? How, how far does your hatred go? I think it's a reasonable conclusion. <laughs> Biden, by the way, at that presidential forum sponsored by AARP in Iowa, expressed his dismay at some in his own party. I knew the Republicans would do everything in their power to repeal Obamacare. They still are. But I'm surprised that so many Democrats are running on getting rid of it. I'm surprised that you ran on getting rid of it on the debate stage. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that surprised a lot of us. Yes. Try not to get confused by the moderators again, sir. <laughs> right. And or so cowardly that you can't stand up and say, no, I'm different from these people. When the moment is perfect. That, that was yeah. the moment for him yeah. to say, these people are living in fantasy land. Yeah. We can't have Medicare for all. It's impossible. 
and then explain why Obamacare was a good idea. As, as other pundits have pointed out, Obama's the most pro- po- popular politician in America by far. Here's your chance to attach yourself to that guy very strongly. I'm going to keep Obamacare. Now, I'm going to get rid of it, and like these other people, I guess, were raising their hand. Can I give I'm... a caveat, please? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden is a dummy. Hmm. You know, I also heard a pundit yeah. say yesterday, and I thought this was really good. Yeah. The media doesn't want it to be this way, I guess, because it's exciting, but there are really only five candidates mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of one percenters that are never going to be anything. Sure. So there's really not much different than any other year. There are five people running, which is fairly normal, and uh, then a, a ton of people that are getting nowhere. Oh, did you hear old Biteau had a 60% decline from the first quarter to the second fundraising? 60%. How is it not 100%? <laughs> who's, yeah, who's, who's the matter with you Who's people? sending a dollar bill? Your hard-earned dollar to Beto. Do you have a unlimited money? You just don't care where it goes? Or you feel sorry for him. Right. It's pity. But I loved it. Who is a, it might have been Tucker Carlson. Somebody described him as his right. new campaign platform is self-reporting woke bro. <laughs> where he's just constantly coming out expressing his white guilt. And that's his platform. In New Hampshire. Apologizing for ancestors of his hundreds of years ago having slaves. Is it too late for him to to drop out and still run for the Senate? Or is that no, no, no? A couple people have done that. One of the a couple of candidates have done that. Are going to do that? Um, How about kicking pooper? Is he still in? Yep. Because people have talked about him uh, being a senator from Colorado instead of a failed uh, Senate candidate. So the latest polling from New Hampshire, and state polls can actually tell you something, that's the second contest. Right. Uh, Bernie has dropped way back after wowing America in New Hampshire in 2016 and all of a sudden becoming, wow, we got to pay attention to this guy. He's down at 9%. He's dropped way back. Wow. I'm his, sorry. I his, just didn't know. In his neighboring state. <laughs> Sorry. And that's because there are a whole bunch of other candidates that are half his age right. Right. that have the same policies. That's, you know, which he's probably happy with. Cool. The party came over to my side. I win. Yeah. Well, you know, I was going to accuse him of not striking while the iron was hot, but Hillary kept yanking the iron away from him. <laughs> Throwing ice in the kiln exactly. or something. I don't know. I'm mixing my metaphors. I'm not sure you're a blacksmith, but um, <laughs> oh, you're not sure, are you? <laughs> really? Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, God. You, you wear the black leather vest. You're all sweaty. Why and, do I carry this anvil around? Right. 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 But uh, I believe you to be a poser. There you go. That's your, new... <laughs> That's your news. Blacksmithing is the new lumberjacking. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> hey, you got the beard of a real man. Let me see your arms there, boy. <laughs> Are you allowed to say that to hipsters? <laughs> Show me your grip strength. <laughs> you got arms like linguini, boy. Speaking of which, at what embarrass at what age is it embarrassing to still be being supported by your parents? According to millennials, they report on what age it's embarrassing. Huh, okay. And the percentage of millennials that say they're gonna be relying on their parents into their thirties is <laughs> astoundingly high to me. <clears throat> That's coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Without God or my father or my boss. 
So, uh, well, that is a short clip. That's a bagel guy, a bagel boss, whatever you want to call him. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember. You shouldn't remember. Uh, he went viral last week because he went nuts in a bagel shop over dating sites or something. He's a crazy person. A little fella, too, and he wanted to fight all the big guys. So, according to TMZ, he is now going to box a celebrity. Yes. Because that's how these things happen. You're mentally ill. You go nuts in a bagel shop. Somebody gets out their phone and videotapes it because it's either funny or scary. Um, you say some funny things like whatever this was. You're not God or my father or my boss. You're not God or my father or my boss. And or then my he boss. threatens some woman and a big guy throws him down and whatever. He's going to fight Antoine Dodson. Do you remember him? We got your T-shirt. You didn't let fingerprints and all. You are so dumb. You are really dumb, for real. Do you remember how many years? You know how many years ago that was? Uh, you might not know who that was. That was that's almost a decade old. Wow, really? So yeah, so They're raping everybody out here yeah. because they're raping everybody out here. Right. <laughs> uh, it looks like we got a rapist in Lincoln Park. You are so dumb. That was ten years ago. Anyway, he's gonna box. Apparently, his fame has wilted somewhat in the last ten years. Maybe he's not making as much money as he thought he would. <sighs> Off of that brief fame as a viral video. And that was in the infancy of viral videos. Yeah, that was one of the early 2010. So we've got an undersized bagel shop bully fighting. Probably a... mentally ill guy. He got so mad about the, the, the online dating scene that he flips out waiting in line for bagels. Fighting a gay brother of a rape victim. Right, who had a colorful language for the local TV news reporter. Because everybody was waiting for those two to fight, or what? That's just, that's not right. It's weird. It's, it's Roman Empire-ish. Why Empire-ish. not have them play, ch- well, yes, it uh, is. I didn't realize Why that. not have them play chess? Or, or sit down and discuss life, or interview each other. Why do they have to punch each other? <laughs> what is it? I mean, because I, I we're... get the bagel guy wanting to punch somebody. He's obviously spoiling for a fight, even though the bigger guy who was in the face of threw him down like a rag doll. But Antoine Dodson, why is he fighting anybody? His sister got raped. It just doesn't. It doesn't work for me. It's Rome, around three fifty. Wow. And uh, that's, had a good run after that, though, right? That's. <laughs> They had a few years before the barbarians were at the gate. Can I have a dwarf bring me some some grapes, please? Or something. It's weird, man. It's weird. What a weird culture. I don't know what's going on there. Surely they can't even scrape up hardly. Hey, great party, man. A lot of nymphs. (laughs) How could they scrape up even five figures of revenue for that? I mean, Ah. I suppose... I mean, if there's nothing else in doing, I'm standing in line at Walmart or something, and it's on right then. Right. I might, on my phone, glimpse at it for a few seconds, which would be enough time to put an ad on there. And enough time to feel enough shame to then turn it off again. And if five million people do that, there might be $50,000 worth of ad revenue in there. I don't know. Oh, boy. And they'll give a a couple thousand each to these lamos, and... uh, there you go. That's modern. You are so dumb. It's the modern world. You are really dumb. For real. This is also the modern world. About one-fifth of millennials expect to be financially reliant on their parents into their 30s. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This is a uh, money <clears throat> survey. It examines the state of young adult money habits and attitudes in the United States. Uh, on average, young Americans ages 15 through 21 expected to be financially independent by the age of 22. So when you're 21 or younger, you expect to be financially independent by age 22. Around 22, 
you get out of college or whatever it is you're doing at that time, then you realize, wait a second. This is too hard. How am I going to make a living? <laughs> yeah. I hadn't, that hadn't occurred to me. You got all these bills. I mean, I was going to be a rock star, but so far that's not paying that well. Right. I was going to be an actress. of parents say they expect those children to be fully financially independent by the age of 25. I remember my dad saying, he said, I said, well, when I'm 18, I'll be out on my own and supporting myself. I was a little little kid, but I was a kid when I said that. And I didn't know anything about the way the world looked. He said, I I have a feeling I'm going to be helping you out until you're probably around 22. And I thought, wow, how would that be? Wow, I'm pathetic. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. It just sounded pathetic to me that that would be true. You know, it's, um, it's funny. We've always been the, uh, you're on your own, kids. Go understand you're responsible for your own lives. I'm not. Um, you know, and there are some small caveats to that with my eldest, who is on the spectrum, as we see say in the uh, autism and, um, you know, that world. But uh, it's the, the family cell phone plan is one wrinkle in that. Because you got the group plan, you got five phones on it, and then they go off on their own. It doesn't make any sense to boot them off because they're paying less than they would, blah, blah, blah. Independence doesn't make any sense. Is that what you're saying, Joe? Well, no, and then there's a car insurance. So we're weaning our kids a little through their early 20s. I admit to that. Um, But I bet that's the most common is uh, insurance and cell phone plans. So we uh, we did a lot of ca- kayaking and boating and rafting and stuff while we were on vacation. And this one kid who took us, uh, kid, he was probably 24, I would guess. Uh, he took us to and fro a launch site. Hell of a nice kid. Uh, really, really a pleasant guy. Knew his stuff and the rest of it. But he, um, he mentioned uh, two notable things about him. Number one, he mentioned, yeah, I was in a relationship with a girl and we broke up. We had a place together. So now I figure I'll move back in with my parents and save some money. That's my plan. And I said, yeah, that's a good plan for you. But I thought, you know, it's up to you and your mom and dad. What the, sure. It's not my problem. Um, but he seemed to think it was the most natural thing in, in the world and, and a rather clever idea. Well, it is a natural <laughs> thing in the world right now. Yeah. I mean, so there would the have been other the- notable thing about him. What you need to know is it looked like he had been attacked by a shark or tortured by a Mexican drug cartel. He had the most gruesome cuts on his ankles and feet I've ever seen in my life. And I, I wanted to ask him, what happened to your feet? So it looked like a crocodile had gone after him. But I, I thought that's none of my business. Okay, that, that, that aside. Oh, it was gruesome. Um. <laughs> And I'm not 80 years old, so I mean, I'm not. I can't speak for like five generations of change. But when, when I, I was, came back from the Civil War, I paid my own for my own oats from a mule. But when I was 22, anybody living with their parents or going back to living with their parents would have been seen as incredibly pathetic. Oh my God! Yeah, you invite a girl back to your mom's place? It's just unthinkable. I didn't. I don't. I didn't actually know anybody in that situation. I didn't know a single person. Living with their parents, man, I'd have to think about it. I don't when I think when I was twenty three, I didn't know one person living with their parents, and it would have been seen as just ridiculous. Yeah. And in and a, that's in the a, late eighties, nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah. And, and so in a fairly short period of time, it's now just expected, really. And then one fifth say uh, into their thirties. So yeah. you know, times change, things are different. Whatever I, you know, do whatever you want to do. Sure, it's not my life. But the hipster with the uh, with the torn up feet, he, um, <laughs> <coughs> I'll see those wounds till I die. They'll haunt my dreams. But anyway, he. Uh, it, it was funny that he said, "Yeah, I figured." He didn't say anything about his feet, though. 
No. They're I'm his cuts. I'm not going to ask somebody about their wounds. I'm looking at your feet there, son. I'm a wood chipper? I can't help Just but taking a guess. You're, you're wearing, like, sandals, and, and and your wounds are gruesome. Tried to stop a beaver fight? <laughs> What'd you do there? <laughs> Broke up a beaver fight. Hey, you two, cut it out. <laughs> ow! Ow! Let's settle this But it's words. funny. He thought he'd come up with a really clever strategy and a great idea, and, and it never, apparently never entered into his head. Well... You broke up with the girl you're sharing the apartment with. How about you find uh, a, a dude, a friend, a coworker, somebody, r- roommate up, save your money, and stay independent? But it just, it was I would not... have more money if I didn't have to spend that money on rent. <laughs> right, exactly. It was not a principle in the, you know, the, the big meaning of that word. It was not a principle he embraced at yeah. all. But it works both ways. The parents back in the day would have been embarrassed to have their kids living in their house at 23. Now right. you're not, because right. so are your neighbors. Change, Jack. Change. Always good. All change is progress. Always progress and always good. Eh.